0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: We don't need a name. We're a team. Your your name is team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass Carson Wentz and his offense. Prime time. Damn.
2: Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building.
1: <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Will's face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate
0: being a front of this
2: show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> man, what a time to be alive. And welcome back to week five of the NFC East. As always, it's your boy, B. Joined by DC's finest, GVR, what's good?
1: Yes, sir, man. I'm feeling fine feasty today boy You hungry i'm feeling pretty feasty last week man i was a little off i'm not gonna lie i don't know if the people noticed um but i was off and well. today i'm feeling a lot better dude i had a nice fresh bowl of pasta bro you know your boy made a nice fresh batch of sauce I, you know i ate some sausages dude i'm good man i'm good how you doing how you feeling
2: I'm feeling great. I hope along with that meal, you treated yourself to one of Good Day's delicious pizza slices. But I'm feeling I'm feeling great too, man. And I know exactly why you're feeling a little bit better this week. It's because the Washington football got a big Washington W. But before we get into the X's and O's, I want to go a little off the field real quick. And just ask your opinion on Ryan Vermillion, George. The head athletic trainer for the Washington football team. Who's being investigated by the DEA. For a possible diversion of prescription drugs, meaning he's selling scripts out of the football team dope, facility. The dope,
1: the dope, dope boy, fresh boy, we out here, dog <laughs> you head are trainer, crazy, wild with them opioids, boy, we out mm. here with them well, PKs. Well, I'm, I'm them not sure fish, what what, what he,
2: <laughs> at halftime, y'all are looking a little lifeless, but all of a sudden in the second half, Heineke started slinging the rock. So I don't want to, I don't want to start any rumors, but let's get into the game, man. Um, you guys. Started off a little slow against Atlanta. I think they were up 10 nothing. Cordero Patterson is looking like a lethal weapon for them. Now, he scored three touchdowns on y'all. And I was like, oh, wow. Like The football team is about to lose to Atlanta. This is going to get bad. But um, DeAndre Carter, who was the special teams player of the week, I believe he's a rookie, um, got to open up the second half with a big kickoff return for you. He, I'll talk about all the NFC East. We swept the awards this week. But um, Terry McLaurin made big plays. Man, you got to be excited. You got to be feeling good.
1: I'm super excited. Obviously, the first half was scary for my my defense, especially the entire game was scary. Um, But we picked it up. You know, I, I honestly think Heineke is one of the best stories in the NFL. The kid's got grit. He's got moxie. He's got swag, whatever you want to call it. He's got it. The guy's throwing for three picks, eight touchdowns. Yeah, he's made some silly throws, but the guy keeps coming back with vengeance, man. The way that he was running the football, the way that he was taking hits, the way that his his chemistry with with Scary Terry and and even a little bit with Curtis Samuel when you saw him back. um, It was exciting to see Taylor out there. It's currently my quarterback, and and I honestly hope for the foreseeable future, it's my quarterback going forward. I love the kid. I love his grit again, and I love his personality. Um, I I would love to see AG get the ball a little bit more. um, Just based off of our defense playing so poor, we're playing a lot of catch-up. Let's be real, Matt Ryan throwing for four touchdowns. I mean, I don't know the last time Matt Ryan did that. But it's, it's probably been a while. I mean, dude, most uh, of them were
2: to Cordero Patterson. Like I said, this guy yes. this guy, ooh, is like kind of a gadget running back receiver, which I know you probably saw the on IG the moment between him and Antonio Gibson after the game because both those guys have a lot of wide receiver and running back in them. AG idolizes him. So you guys, honestly, although I think it's concerning again, bro, that you guys gave up 30 points, this isn't the same Washington football defense that we saw last year. But most of it was done by one player. And if you guys can clean that up, I mean, I, I, I see a lot of positives in this game.
1: No, bro. No, that's wrong, dude. Our defense is is, is trash across the board right wow. now. I, I honestly think it's not just Cordero Patterson. Um, a few guys kind of tore us up a little bit. We can't play a zone scheme for our life. We have miscommunications in the back end constantly. People are left wide open down the middle of the field. It's getting ugly for us. I hope we can communicate better going forward. We just lost lost John Bostick for the year. I'm not sure if that helps us or hurts us, but Jamin Davis, the new first-round rookie, is going to have to play a lot more and a lot better. So I am excited to see how that turns out with the chemistry with him and Cole Holcomb. I hope our D-line sure as hell gets a lot better because they did not get a sack last game. Uh, chase young is still without a sack montez sweat is basically doing it all for our d line right Uh, so it's so it's it's ugly to see john i mean you should see our injury report and i'll talk about it in the next week going going forward when we get to those games but things are getting pretty ugly uh but again tyler heineke man or sorry taylor heineke is is really uh doing a great job out there and I'm, i'm looking forward to seeing it week to week
2: He did a great job, man. I thought it was cool. I think Luds was the one who actually um, made it a point to say, like after the game and his post-game interview, um, he got a little choked up. Like The kid has heart. He really cares about that team. He cares about winning for that franchise. I thought that his second touchdown to Terry McLaurin was kind of a hope and a prayer. He he closed his eyes and threw a thing in the air. So that might have been a more just scary Terry than him, but it doesn't matter. Terry got in the end zone, as did JD McKissick on an, an amazing diving play that won you guys the game. So um, good for the football team. Before we move on, though, do we got to talk about your boy, d Hotman, man? Two missed extra points. Come on.
1: Yeah it was getting getting bad we we just signed somebody uh just i think he was working at Publix beforehand um but we we got somebody dude and uh it, it's going to make things interesting this pressure is going to be on dustin he's been feeling the pressure since preseason and you know he's missed missed some big time kicks but most importantly he's missed some freaking extra points man we got to get yeah. those done and uh it, it's going to eventually lose us some games so, uh, uh, Dustin, better watch out. I, I, I wish him the best, but I, I can't keep watching this. My, I, I, I'm nervous every time the guy approaches a football. I really For am. Sure,
2: and I think the a big problem about it, George, is, is he's nervous as well now too. I think it's in his head. Yeah. He has, he has what um, sports guys would call the yips. And yeah, I think it's time to move on, as we will move on to another team who is excited to get a win because it was their first win of the season. That's the New York Football Giants who went down to the Bayou to play the Saints and came away with a tough comeback victory. Um, And we got to highlight Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley looked very good in this game, and I think that was the key for them. Saquon, I don't want to say he's back, but I mean, 18 touches, 126 yards, two touchdowns. One of those tutties was a long receiving touchdown where he looked like a wideout making moves down the field. The other touchdown of his was a rushing touchdown that sealed the game. I was impressed with the Giants in this how about you
1: I was too and, and I honestly think Saquon got a lot of help from Danny Dimes throwing the ball so yeah well. so for 400 yards it's a little bit easier to run the football and, and, and he needs that and I think Kenny Galladay is starting to build a lot of chemistry with Danny Dimes and that's really important for Saquon because you can no longer just key on him so I do see the 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 the, the chemistry amongst the team just getting better and better and I think the second half of the year they're they're going to be a really good team in the east
2: I I think that you might be onto something there man you highlighted Kenny G he had six catches for a buck 16 by far his best game in a Giants uniform Daniel Jones much like um, DeAndre Carter earned a um, NFC award and and Daniels was offensive player of the week well deserved and I Put up a poll on Instagram yesterday uh, when Colin Coward came on and said that Daniel Jones is no longer the problem, that the Giants actually have some promise. And I said, is Colin right about this? And, dude, it was unanimous. 100% of the people said yes. So Daniel Jones has thrown one interception this year, guys, and that was this past week, and that was a Hail Mary to end the first half. So that's that's kind of a gimme. So although he has fumbled, I think he's cleaned up his act a lot. And as of right now, I would say he's leaning – towards getting that contract extension rather than them look somewhere else in the offseason. So a lot of positives for the Giants in this game. Uh, Kadarius Toney, their first-round pick out of Florida. um, They had Darius Slayton as well as Sterling Shepard out in this game with injuries. Kadarius Toney stepped up, um, had a real nice game, looked good in the slot. So I think that's just another weapon for them. And and I think that this game said a lot to me uh, about the G-Men. I was ready to write them off after last week, but for them to come back like that, um, impressive, although the Saints, we're not really sure about, and we'll talk more about the Saints in a little bit. We're not sure about them yet, but regardless, on the road, tough place to play, comeback victory. Congratulations, Joe Judge, and on um, the entire Giants organization.
1: 100%. All
2: right, now let's go to another team who got a victory in the NFC, and that is my first place. How about them Cowboys, George? Last week you had a lot of fancy stats about the Carolina <laughs> Panthers and their defense was number one at this and number one at that. Well, I don't remember them all, but I remember one, and that was they allow an NFL low 45 rush yards per game. And I'm going to admit, I was a little nervous, but do my Dallas Cowboys came out and we ran the football for 245 yards, George. I don't want to say it yet, but is Zeke back? Ezekiel Elliott, 20 totes for a buck 43. He's averaging seven a pop. Tony Power, 10 for 67, almost seven a pop. Dak Prescott, 35 yards rushing at eight a pop. Dak wasn't even fancy. He did throw four touchdowns to um, all of a sudden. Well, we have a looks like a two headed monster at tight end and, and another one to Amari Cooper. But man, I'm impressed with this offensive line and I'm impressed with some, some running of the football I haven't seen since years past. How do you feel about my boys?
1: You know what? I, I think you were, you were spot on. When I read those stats, I did not look at the previous games that they played. I'm not saying the boys didn't kill it and they sure. they ran the hell out of the football, but didn't you say they they played the Texans, Texans and the, Jets. And, the and the Jets? So the two worst NFL teams <laughs> in the league, more than likely. And and I didn't see that. And and good good for you for calling me out on that. Uh, well deserved. Again, Zeke is back, guys. I yeah. see it in them. I, I see the confidence Zeke. coming back. I see the offensive line kind of rallying around Zeke now and and they believe in him and, and you can tell that he wants to work hard for them. You know, touchdowns out of Amari Cooper, Blake Jarwin, Dalton Schultz. And you get back to back touchdowns week to week from Cedric Wilson. That's that's. I don't know do if that you saw you. that.
2: Yes, I did. And with and Michael Gallup, as you know, who is normally our number three wideout, has been out these past few weeks with a calf. He's probably going to miss this game as well, but he's coming back in a couple weeks. But knowing said can step into that number three role, I think we have a. I remember this is not a hot take, but we have a strong wide receiver room. So you know, thank you for giving my boy said props. I almost forgot to mention him.
1: Absolutely, man, and 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 you got to give your boy, and I, I know you're going to hit on it after this, mm-hmm. but Trayvon Diggs with another Woo! two picks. I mean, we were making fun of the whole post when you said, hey, is this guy elite? You know, I I don't know how he's, you know, unless he just turns the corner and starts being asked. I don't know how this guy's not a perennial pro bowler. I mean, the guy's got the most picks in the league. The DBs look good on the outside. Your defensive line, you know, average doing its thing. You know, the Panthers did score some points on you guys. They did. I, I didn't see Dak throw for a ton of yards. I, I know that he didn't most didn't have of the to. Yards, He didn't have to. Exactly. He didn't have to. So as long as that run game can control the pace of the game, I, I see you guys doing, doing a lot, but I think it is going to be a bigger test come next week.
2: Of course. Uh, yeah. The, the, the test will continue to get harder and harder. And I love that we keep passing them thus far. This, I, I think Carolina is still a quality opponent. First of all, although they've had a soft schedule, I see Carolina as a wild card team in this league. Um, Sam Darnold looked okay. He, uh, he ran the ball for a couple touchdowns, and we could not um, co- cover DJ Moore. Although Trayvon Diggs did have two picks, he gave up a lot of yards. But DJ Moore is yeah. heard about himself as a number one wide receiver. He did go to the University of Maryland. George, I know you're a big fan of the Terps.
1: I like him. That's why I draft. That's why I wanted him to draft uh, in fantasy. But Sam Darnold did throw two picks. I don't know if that game's a little bit closer. I mean, definitely a little bit closer. Yes. Let's be real. If he doesn't throw those two picks, uh, but it, it was a good game, entertaining overall, like I thought it would be. But yeah, you couldn't stop the boys on the ground. To,
2: to, uh, Ten turnovers we now have, which is crazy. Yeah. Obviously, half of them are from one guy. Who um, let's let's finish the sweep of the awards. Who was the NFC Defensive Player of the Week? We got the NFC East sweep right there, and. um Micah Parsons had another sack. He's wreaking havoc, which is the reason why we'll talk about Jalen Smith in just one minute. O. Um, C. Osi Zue, who I mentioned last week, a rookie out of UCLA, another sack. Chauncey Golston, a rookie who we drafted out of Iowa. This is her, his first game active. He had a sack. So these young kids are pinning their ears back. Randy Smoke Dog Gregory, keep feeding them the greenery. He had two sacks. So, I mean, this is with Demarcus Lawrence. Chase Young,
1: zero sacks. Ugh, Crazy. That's
2: rough. That's rough, brother. Um, this is with DeMarcus Lawrence, our best defensive player, in my opinion. That's that's actually, I don't know about that anymore with Micah and, and Trayvon playing at this level. But yeah. he's, he's coming back, man. So I, I I feel very great about this defense. Dan Quinn, as far to me, is a number one draft pick. He has such an impact on this team. I am so happy. And I will stop talking about the Cowboys because I got plenty more to come. And uh, let's finish up this week four recap with the only loss of the NFC East. Unfortunately, Philly, you guys put up a valiant effort. I mean that you that you played the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a juggernaut coming off back-to-back losses. Mahomes had a chip on his shoulder and he came out slang five touchdowns. Jalen Hurts kept him in the game. The Jalen Hurts threw, threw for over 300 yards. He didn't have the best completion percentage, but they kept scoring. So, I mean, this wasn't a blowout, so I think Philly, it's a respectable loss, but it is a loss. How are you feeling about this one?
1: Oh dude, I, I'm honestly I I didn't was even paying attention to the Eagles Chiefs game, so I'm glad it went well. But I know they lost and gave up five touchdowns to my homes, dude. That's what I saw. So
2: well, I got some highlights <laughs> for the Eagles though. Um, something that I saw which is kind of crazy. I don't know if this is good or bad, but it says a lot about what Jalen Hurts is and the reason that he wears a C on his chest. On 78 percent of the Eagles' offensive plays, Jalen Hurts has either ran or passed the ball. That's the most in the NFL. There's a guy named Tom Brady, who people call the GOAT. He's second with 73%. So the only coach in the league that trusts their quarterback to make plays and win the game for them, more than Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, is Nick Sirianni. So they're putting a lot on this kid's plate, man. He doesn't have a lot to work with. So, I mean, good for Jalen. He always, always has his head up, always is saying the right thing in the press conferences. He has a lot of those Dak Prescott intangibles. I like his leadership. I like his playmaking ability. He's going to make mistakes. He's young, but I think that's a positive for them. And another positive is his new number one receiver, Devontae Smith, the rookie out of Alabama, now leads the NFL in yards after catch. So this kid is explosive. I think a big thing for Philly, Nick Sirianni, take some of this pressure off of Jalen Hurts. Run the damn football. I don't know if you remember, two years ago, Miles Sanders was in the Pro Bowl. Last year, even when they sucked, he was a serviceable back. They have um, our boy out of Memphis. You know the NFC East Feast loves Memphis backs. Kenneth Gainwell scored another touchdown this week, and they still have Boston Scott. It's kind of a talented running back room, but yet they refuse to feed this running back room the ball, and I think that's putting pressure on their defense, which isn't playing that well. I want to shout out Javon Hargrave. Their defensive tackle had another good game. He's a problem. But other than that their back end got exposed of course they played cheetah that's what happens in this league but but Nick Sirianni r- run the football and you might get some better results that's 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 all I got to say about Philly for week 4 I should, I should say cuz I want to yes. talk about week 5 now and I'm going to talk about two teams we just talked about because the Philadelphia Eagles will be traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers who have a kind of a shiny new toy in the secondary George you see Carolina Traded all, all they had to give up was a sixth round draft pick to get the former defensive player of the year, Stefan Gilmore. That's huge.
1: I know it was huge. I wanted Steph on so bad. We all I made I, I even texted you and Luds, and then of course Brian came back and said that he's he wants to go to a contender, whatever that means. That was kind uh, of rude. I apologize. That was red, and 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 I left it on red, guys. And if you guys know, you, you leave somebody on red. That's that's you proving a point. <laughs> you, you did. That you're an asshole. So, um, <laughs> but no, I, it should be interesting for the Panthers. I also heard that they might have Christian McCaffrey uh, back for this game as well. So that should make the Things interesting. I do think this defense probably gets back on track a little bit. They got embarrassed against the boys, so I am excited to see in that. And and let's be real, we we all have eyes on Jalen Hurts out there. You know, it, it, it's it's very evident that that's the player to watch on the Eagles, and he's an exciting right. player to watch for sure.
2: You know, the, the kid the kid has shown some flashes, as has Sam Darnold. Now that he's in the Panthers' uniform, man, he looks like a different player, and I think that speaks volumes about the New York uh Jets franchise. I do want to show out, shout out a new listener. His name is Zach. He's a big Jets fan. And the Jets play um a good old 9.30 a.m. London game. So if anyone wants to wake up with tea and crumpets, be sure to watch the Jets and the Falcons. But I digress. Um the Let's be St- real.
1: We all know... <laughs> I love how every single game in in Europe is always just two teams that are just so out oh, of dude, it, and they like they must <laughs> think we bloody
2: suck. Like they're like, this is the trash you give us. Dude, like they dude, love it. They love it. They they're finally like, oh, we don't have the Jaguars. Thank God. They're like the, they're, <laughs> they're like reading articles. They're like. Their coach sounds like a fun time. I would like to go buy <laughs> that guy a beer, but <laughs> back to the east. Where I think that Sam Darnold has shown strides. We already said DJ Moore is a true number one wide receiver. I did see that Christian was back at practice. So um that injury must not be that hammy must not be nearly as bad. Chuba Hubbard filled in, I'd say somewhat admirably last week. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be able to run the football a lot better. And their defense, dude, not, they got Stephon Gilmore. What's crazy, George? I don't know if you saw, week before that, they traded for C.J. Henderson, who just last year was a first-round corner for Jacksonville. So, like, I love this aggressive Carolina Panthers front office. It kind of reminds me of that front office the Rams have in Los Angeles. They're going for it. J.C. Horn, their first-round corner broke his foot. What do they do? They go out and make two trades to revamp that second year. Very impressive. Their linebacker, Shaq Thompson, is one of the best in the league. Um, I love Derek Brown, their defensive tackle. So this Panthers defense is still big time. Although my Cowboys exposed them a little bit, but I think this Panthers defense is going to be a problem. I I don't think this is the week that Miles Sanders gets on track. Unfortunately, I, I do hope they give him the football more, but I think that running game is going to get stuffed and they're going to force Jalen hurts to have to kind of play hero again. And he just isn't ready quite yet to pick up that Superman cape. So I think the Panthers coming back home, having a little humble pie after losing their first game, get back in the win column at the expense of the Eagles I got the Panthers winning this game. I'll say twenty-seven to twenty-four. Very competitive loss again for Philly. How you feeling?
1: This is a tough game, man. I'm I'm really interested interested to see what Jay Ludes picks on this game because it, it will. I don't know what the spread on this on this game is. I'm sure it's uh, probably Carolina
2: you know, minus three. I believe.
1: Wow, minus three, and and obviously you're you're looking at two or three points. Just I mean, just being at home, right? I mean, that's usually what they say. Three and, a half, three and a half. So so. so so yeah, I, it's gonna be a tough game. You know, I think this is a winnable game for the Eagles. I, I truly do. I, I could see a lot of people uh, taking the Eagles in this upset based off of what they looked like uh, these last couple of weeks with, with Jalen doing his thing. Um, but but again, I think the Panthers do come back a little bit stronger. I know they really haven't had a test uh, since the Cowboys, but, but now that they have, I, I think that they, they come together a little bit and realize that they need to get back on track. And, and what better place to do it than at home? And and I think I'm going to take this in a, in a little bit of lower scoring game. I'm going to go ahead and say 17 to 21, and I'm going to say Panthers.
2: 17 21 Panthers. All right, so we're both on a Panthers competitive competitive victory. I, I like that. And let's um that the Panthers versus the Eagles. That is NFC East versus NFC South. Another matchup that will feature NFC East versus NFC South will be the Washington Football Team. Hosting the New Orleans Saints, so we're going to become very familiar with the Saints. Obviously, the Giants did last week, so the Saints are—they're—they're um they're, they're reeling a little bit. I mean, their only offense last week really was Taysom Hill running the football. The Jameis thing is—it's been up and down. I—I I don't know that the Saints. I mean, it is Halloween season; it's spooky season. They remind me of Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde. We don't really know what team is going to show up. So I—I th- I think Jameis is going, to, and, and he's in trouble this week too, man. You already said it. Chase Young with zero sacks. This Washington football team defense is angry. The guys are still there from last year. I know that, that that Cam Curl is still there back in the secondary. I know your boy Cole Holcomb and that mullet still running around the linebacking core. And I know that elite defensive line of four first-round draft picks is licking their chops. And I think this might be the week that they finally break through. The Saints' only hope, I believe, as I said last week, is going to be Alvin Kamara. Kamara made plays. I think he had like 120 yards last week, but they they put so much on that guy's shoulder. I think that he will you know, probably end up having a decent game because of the volume he's going to get fed, but I don't think it's going to be enough. That Saints second um, receiving core is just kind of weak in my opinion, so I feel like your secondary has your way with them. You make Kamara beat you, and he's not going to do enough to beat you. Heineke is showing some heart, as we talked about earlier. He's going to make some plays. I hope you guys give Antonio Gibson the ball more. But I think I think this is this is going to be a victory for the Washington football team. What do you think?
1: Yeah, man, this is a tough one. Uh, we're we're not very healthy right now, and and I'll go through the list real quick. Deami Brown did not practice on Wednesday. Okay, this is all from Wednesday. Deami Brown, Antonio Gibson, Cole Holcomb, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Sheriff, Cam Sims, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ionitis, J.D. McKissick. Benjamin St. Juice. So we are definitely hurting right now. And again, do not participating in a Wednesday practice, not a big deal, but four or five of those guys will not play. Brandon Sheriff will not play for two weeks. That is a huge loss for us. Huge. Wes Schweitzer has definitely looked good when he filled the shoes of Sheriff last week. Cosme, Sam my my boy Sam Cousley that I, that I've gave a hard time in preseason has looked great. So I our, our, you know Brian was very critical of our tackles uh, prior to the year and and they have looked okay. So we're we're managing our offensive line right now. But again, at the end of the day our defense has to get better. We have to get pressure. The Saints gave up no sacks to get the Giants last week. So that worries me that. a little bit. So Washington definitely needs to get to the football. The receivers don't scam me from the saints. I will say that, but it's not hard to beat us when you're leaving people wide open in zone defense, because you can't communicate with each other. Yes. So that will be something I'm watching is these DBs communicating our offense or I'm sorry, our defensive line getting pressure. So they don't have to talk too much. Uh, I I honestly, I I think Alvin's going to break out this game a lot. I, I don't think our rush defense has been that great. And I think the Saints kind of control the clock on us, man. And I, I think they win this game. I, I think wow. the Saints win this game, and I think they win it 27 to 20. I, I, I see and the, yeah and, and I hope I'm wrong and I hope our defense steps up but I have no inclination on why we could just flat out win this game because we have to make every game last second against the Falcons against the Giants. <laughs> so it's hard to take my team in this situation and it's 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 I, I hope I'm wrong man I hope I'm wrong
2: I mean I for your sake I hope that you're wrong too um Vegas agrees with you although the game is in DC the Saints are two point favorites. Ludz will come on soon and let us know what, what way he's leaning. And, guys, I don't want to pump his head up before he gets here, but Ludz is ridiculously hot. Dude, this dude was undefeated in the East again last week, 4-0 in the East. He hit his upset parlay again. He's 11-0, which a lot of these are upsets against the spread, so I can't insane, wait for him. Dude. It's wild, dude. It's as hot as you could be in Vegas right now. So I'm so excited for him. You had mentioned the Washington football team, um, laundry list of injuries, and one guy that you glossed over was Logan Thomas, your tight end, who you uh, know, one of my favorite yes. players. Mm-hmm. Logan Thomas got put on IR, correct?
1: Um, I don't believe he got put on IR yet. I
2: thought I he could got be put wrong, on IR, but I believe I be regardless, okay, okay. he's going to be out for three. Or He'll
1: four be weeks. out three or five weeks. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So
2: this is yeah. a multiple week thing, man. So I believe there's a kid named Sammy's Reyes. I, he yes. has like a backstory, right? He didn't From play Cuba. college. Okay, yeah, he didn't play college play. football.
1: So get this real quick, and I know no yeah. one cares, but no, this in, is very pre-season, interesting. in preseason, it was his very first football game. That's wild. Very first football game, dude. Imagine that. Just walking into your very first football game NFL, ever. Not high stadium. school, not youth football, not college, not nothing in a professional atmosphere so crazy such a great story I love the guy Sammy Reyes I hope he does well um uh, very athletic guy but we'll see what we get out of him um I think you'll see a, a little bit of John Bates from Boise State who oh, runs boy. about a 5 two forty, but he can uh he can definitely block on special teams <laughs> so for sure yeah, well, yeah
2: the, the football team is going to need these playmakers to step up so dude, it's going to be on the, the Saints have one of the better corners in the league and Marshawn Lattimore so I'm sure he's yes. going to be locked up with Scary Terry but
1: He does move around. I did see him. He did not lock up with Kenny Galladay from last week, the whole game. So he, he, he definitely doesn't follow the key guy. But I hope Curtis Samuel even looks more healthy. He looked okay. Last Probably a little week, rusty, a little rusty. But but I don't know if he's fully healthy, man. I don't know if he's fully healthy. So true. we'll see.
2: Maybe he's got maybe he's got that long COVID. So so hopefully long, Curtis true. Samuel gets his um, his ivermectin and um, that the, the Washington Football Team is able to generate some offense. Maybe J D McKissick got the game winning touchdown for you last week. Maybe a guy That's like her, that. Man.
1: He always um, flashes when he gets the ball, right? He does. Is, I like, like I like JD. He Always flashes. Yeah
2: and and maybe um somebody is adam humphries around still what where's, where's he been the past few weeks
1: yeah he gets a few receptions a game he, he definitely needs to step up a little bit more he he's a token slot guy but you don't see him getting the six or seven receptions that i'm looking for but again right. i think taylor heineke might be ke- keying on a little bit but i i will say i saw a, a quote that i'll bring up real quick from the old dominion ex-coach from taylor heineke and he is the only quarterback that The guy, I don't know his name, but the coach from Old Dominion stated that he's the only quarterback he's ever coached that can read five different. uh, I'm sorry, five different progresses. So you know he can key on five different receivers and and and, and make that route. So it's it is impressive. He definitely has good eyes out there.
2: That's why I got the football team to pull off the upset, man. I like. You know what, Booger McFarland once said that the uh, Super Bowl champion, uh, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, once said i always take a dog to fight in his own house. Mm. I like a home dog. Mm. So I think mm. the Washington football team shows some Taylor Heineke grit and gets an ugly victory. I got the football team 20 to 16.
1: And I'll drink a damn Heineken to that, bro. <laughs> well, let's
2: finish up this week five preview with the first place team in the NFC East. And of course, that's my Dallas Cowboys. Now we talked a little off field stuff about the football team and their drug dealings. I want to talk about something that the Cowboys have been dealing, and that is actually human beings, because they <laughs> dealt Jalen Smith through the waiver <laughs> wire. Because they cut Jalen Smith, man. This was a shocking move.
1: And uh, I don't know how shocking it was.
2: You were, you weren't a shock. I okay, listen, I have to, in retrospect, I, I wasn't I shouldn't say shocked. Shout out to the Contodiakis boys. Costa was shocked. We've been having a group text all week going back. I wasn't shocked, but just because this year it didn't make sense. But once I saw the fact that we got rid of him now will save us like seven to nine million next year. You know, the Cowboys have a bad habit, George, of paying great money to good players. Mm -hmm. Um, And they did this with Jalen Smith. He had a couple good years. He made a Pro Bowl, but they paid him top tier linebacker money, which. Jalen Smith, I love you, brother. And best of luck in Green Bay. That's a nice pickup for the Packers. But you are not a top-tier linebacker. Last year, his play declined rapidly, if you if you watch the tape. And this year, he's, dude, I see he's missing assignments. He's getting blown off the football. And I think that Layton Vandresh, you might be next, brother. You, you got to pick your game up, too, because we got you see Micah Parsons. I, I, I think, I already think he's a top 10 linebacker in this league. Maybe he's a top 10 defender. He's a hybrid. He's a freak. So when you've got Micah Parsons, who is blowing everyone's expectations away, we've got Keanu Neal, who came over from Atlanta and has looked pretty good. He's off the COVID list. He'll be starting this week. We've got Leighton Vanderas still, and then someone whose name we're going to start hearing now who was one of Jay Ludd's steals of the draft, was Jabril Cox out of LSU, will start getting some playing time. So the Cowboys have depth at linebacker. And one story came out that Jalen was asked to waive an injury clause for next year, and he didn't want to do that. So that's one rumor. And there's another rumor that, and this one's a little, this was from one of the Cowboys um, fanboy websites. So this is more of a hot take. But there were some rumblings that Jalen last year was a main character guy. He was a leader. And this year, because of the emergence of Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott's back in the locker room, Ezekiel Elliott's feeling himself again. We have our leaders. We have our core. Tyron Smith is our captain. He's back. Zach Martin is back. We don't need Jalen Smith to be the rah-rah shishkebagh guy. And I think when his role was taken out of being that, and now his playing time was taken down, it was just a move that Jerry and Steven Jones probably sat down one morning and said, we can save some money next year because I think the Cowboys believe they're in a Super Bowl window. So good for them for looking beyond just this year. Uh, Jalen Smith, like I said, I wish him well. But I I, I wasn't shocked.
1: Anybody I pick just, him up yet?
2: Green Bay. Green Bay Packers.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
2: Dude, I knew it. I knew he was going to go to a competitor that we were going to see in the playoffs. I just knew. I I mean, and who knows? You might think I'm an idiot. We're not going to make it to the playoffs. But I just knew. I'm like, it's either going to be the Bucs or the Rams or the Cowboys. Maybe um, the Giants and the Eagles were supposedly giving him phone calls. So I knew he was going to go to a competitor. I know that we're going to see Jalen again. And he's still a pretty good player. It's not like he's a bum. But for the money he was getting paid, so long, Jalen Smith. But I just wanted to get that out of the way before we get into the game.
1: Yeah, no, Which, I I think that you guys honestly, I don't think it's one single player on that defense. I think it's a combination of everybody Dan,
2: and Dan Quinn. The,
1: the only reason why I say that is because I'm I'm noticing that we do have a lot of stars on our defense. It's just we're not putting it together as a team, and and that means a lot when it comes to defense. So
2: yes, it's all it's all about the team, man. And Jalen was not above the team, and I wish him luck on on his new team. But you know, we still got some dogs, so I'm excited we get. Um, as I said, Keanu Neal's back. Bradley and I is back this week. So we got some guys. Um, J. Ron Curse is still playing a hell of a strong safety while Donovan Wilson is out. He may be back this week. So we're actually getting healthier. So I, I love my defense right now. We are giving up a lot of yards. I'll say that. Like I, We're like bottom of the league and giving up passing yards. But then we're getting the turnovers. I don't know if we can count on the turnovers to continue. I was going to say, is- do
1: you think the turnovers are going to continue with my boy Danny Dimes from last <laughs> week throwing no interceptions? I not.
2: I'm not confident. Last, like, two or three weeks ago, before like Daniel Jones put together this nice little streak, I would have been licking my chops. Trayvon Diggs is going to get his sixth pick. Micah Parsons, strip sack. But I have some respect for Daniel Jones. I think, George, that I'm almost on upset alert in this game. Yeah, Vegas has the Giants, I yeah. think, as a, at least a seven-point favorite. I have a feeling Ludge is going to swallow those points because I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this game as well as my Dallas Cowboys have been playing uh, this is going to be a good old-fashioned Tony Romo versus Eli Manning, I think, slugfest. Dak Prescott and, and I think Daniel Jones are both going to put on a show. Dexter Lawrence and those boys on in that, in that Giants defensive line, I don't think they're going to let Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Power run wild like we've been running wild. I think this game might be back in the lap of Dak Prescott, kind of like it was in week one. We are doing Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. How about you?
1: Yeah, man, this is a tough one for me. I know Alvin Kamara put up about a buck 20 against the G-Man, but he did. I, yeah, he did. So I, I do think you guys definitely try to establish a run. But let's be real: the Giants know that that's going to happen. Uh, they know that they don't really want Danny Dimes throwing that much, but they're going to have to against this defense. Right. I think that Saquon will do his thing, but I think this will come down to the quarterbacks. I think that Dak and Danny Dimes are going to be throwing the ball like crazy in this game. I see this being a very high scoring game. I think that the Cowboys have to get pressure on the Danny Dimes, and that way they can maybe get a turnover or two. Right. I do see this being ultra competitive game a really fun game i keep saying that too funny uh is that the cowboys they do have some entertaining games and this being one of them any any division, divisional matchup when when it comes to the feast is is always entertaining Absolutely. but this one especially man it's going to be an offensive game i think both defense that defenses definitely give up points and i think both coaching staffs are going to really have to get creative here because they've seen enough tape on each other where you're going to have to whip a little bit you know a little 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 rat about out of a hat you know what do you think as far as the yep. coaching staff, do you, do you think, think they change it up a little bit? Do you, what do you think? They try to establish the run. They, they throw the ball immediately. What do you think? I think
2: the Cowboys, as you said, try to establish the run. The Saints did have success last week, but for some reason, I just have this bad feeling that we're our streak of running the football well is going to come to an end this week, and this is going to be a Dak Prescott game. I mentioned earlier, I think we kind of have a two-headed monster at tight end. Handsome Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin both scored touchdowns last week. Schultz had two of them. So um, for my fantasy guys out there, if you need a streamer at tight end, somehow everyone's sleeping and Dalton Schultz is on the waiver wire, go scoop that guy up, man. He's been he's been balling. Um, Amari Cooper has been banged up with both a hammy and a cracked rib. He did score a touchdown last week. Other than that, he was pretty quiet. And C.D. Lamb has been strangely quiet. He was getting pumped up this year. He was drafted rather high in a lot of fantasy leagues. I think this could be a CD lamb game. Although the Giants' secondary, I have a lot of respect for it, man. James Bradbury had another interception last week. You guys know I'm a big fan of him and Logan Ryan and Jabril Peppers are, are, are serviceable safeties. So hopefully whoever I, I would say, hopefully we can take some advantage of maybe a Dory Jackson, although he's not a bum. I think that's a guy we can exploit. And I think on the, to to flip it over on the Cowboys, our secondary other than Trayvon Diggs, is still not the best. So I I think Kenny Galladay might be locked up with Trayvon Diggs a lot. And a guy I mentioned earlier, Kadarius Toney, he flashed last week. I'm not sure if Sterling Shepard's going to be back. Um, He hasn't practiced, so I'm guessing he's going to miss the game. But if him or Darius Slayton are in, watch out for them. Uh, watch out for John Ross. It was his first game as a New York Giant last week. The guy who ran a 4-2-40. Um, the, the Bengals took him in the first round. He's going to be going deep. They got Kyle Rudolph still. Evan Ingram has always hurt. Yeah. So he's, he's got a questionable tag. So this is, there's a lot of question marks in this game. And for me, one of the biggest question marks is that seven point spread. I think hmm. that the Giants are going to play us very, very competitively. And I've got my guy, Greg the leg with a late field goal. To send my Cowboys to four and one, I've got the Cowboys winning this game, twenty nine to twenty six. What's your score?
1: Yeah, I don't see the Cowboys winning this game, man. I truly don't. I I, I, that's that's big time upset, dude. I I I think the Giants come together. I think they're angry, bro. I could tell last week when Saquon came off that field, dude. He was hungry, bro. You you could just tell he was pumped. He was. He might be back too. We said
2: Zeke is back. He might be back.
1: I think this is gonna be a big statement game for the Giants, and this is where they turn things around. I think a lot of people are gonna see it. And uh I, I man, this is gonna be a really fun game. Is this a one o'clock game or or Oh, or,
2: this is four thirty, brother? I believe Joe Park and Troy aikman are in the house for American nice, game of the Week.
1: Nice. Love my boy Troy, but Buck can you got go to. for sure. They're Kill drinking
2: tequila butt. and Budweiser, so look out for Troy's eyes in the third quarter. They're gonna be bloodshot.
1: Oh, best believe But yeah, man, this is a fun game. I'm picking the upset here, I'm picking the G Men. But hey, you you know who I really want to know who's picking this game is my boy Jay Lund, bro
2: everybody wants to know this is a moment you've all been waiting for as hot as a gambler there is in this country folks he made up a segment called upset parlay George and I didn't even know what it was two weeks ago that's gone four and zero. other than that he's gone seven oh seven or no in this NFC East he's 11 and zero. people I'm open not- up your checkbooks
1: I'm not going to lie, dude. After that, and and, and uh, I got to start betting off Jay Lutz's picks, man. I, I truly think that I got I, at least 20, 30 bucks, guys. You guys listening, man, please give it a shot. I think Lutz, Lutz is killing it, dude. I'm going to buy this guy a beer next time I see him. B, I'm going to hire you to be uh, my the, the Coney Island Hot
0: uh, Dog Eating Contest uh, <laughs> announcer next year, dude. The way be, you just I'm introduced me, your, I
2: feel like Joey Chestnut I'm gonna be, right now, dude. I'm gonna, I want to be your Bruce Buffer
1: it's time
0: i appreciate it i appreciate it boys yeah it's it's been uh it's been good the east has been uh too easy i should say too
2: easy, <laughs> too, easy,
1: <laughs> too, right easy baby.
2: too easy nfc nfc easy well let's 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 get into uh to week four man we are week five excuse me uh where should where
0: should we start off i want to start well, off let's let's give the record here so we're we're 10 and four Overall, ten and four or, in the East. Ten and four in uh, the East. Thank you. That parlay, two and zero, two weeks and zero. I've hit on it. So, but four and zero total. I'll, I'll say it. you're four and zero with the well, with the picks, but two and zero was a parlay. For the parlay, two and we're just gonna call it a parlay. If I miss on one of the the picks, man, I lose. So heard that. I two like o. that. You're perfect in
2: the parlay, and I looked it up again, man. It, that parlay last week was was like plus three twenty five. So guys, if you're betting thirty dollars, you're winning ninety on this parlay. Yeah, but let's save a, the little fifty
0: down. You know, get you back let's to where save you the need parlay to be. F-
2: Save the parlay for last, all right? And let's start off with the East. I want to start off with the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Carolina. I believe now you said the Panthers are a a three-and-a-half point favorite?
0: Yeah, they are three-and-a-half at home. Um, So Panthers lost, you know, uh, J.C. Horn, their first-round pick, you know, week three. Mm -hmm. That hurts because you know how much, like you were saying, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts is throwing the ball you know, so not having a good corner is going to hurt. And, um, you know, like you said, they did just trade for Gilmore, but Gilmore isn't eligible to return till week seven from the, I did not know that. Yeah. He's not even eligible to play. so anyways, yeah. And you lose Shaq Thompson last week. So the Panthers are struggling a little on defense. They did put up some points last week. And I think McCaffrey is going to play. They said he felt pretty good after practice. So that's only going to boost their offense. Um, I am taking the Panthers this week, 27-21, Panthers minus three and a half. So,
2: Luz got the Panthers to get back on track and the Eagles to fall to one and four. I think if McCaffrey's back, man, that's, that's going to be a tough win for Nick Sirianni and those boys to, to go
0: into uh, to Carolina Wouldn't and get that victory. would you say figure.
1: that's a must win for the Eagles, though, man? I just, this is going to be a tougher mm. game than we think, I think. I don't know. I think
0: so. I mean, I have I, a 27-21, you know, they're... They're not winning by a lot. I think it will be for a competitive sure. game. But, uh, you know, you got Carolina at home, too. And they played the Cowboys pretty well. The Cowboys came out hot in the second half, but Carolina yeah. hung in there and they're losing. They lost, you know, their number one running back. And he's back this week, I think. They'll yeah. probably be a little limited, but I still think Darnold looked well enough to at least oh, win yeah. by four points in that game. So, yeah, for sure. All right, just is
2: swallowing the points and he's got the Panthers. All right, let's travel to the nation's capital. We've got Jameis Winston, all of his teammates, and maybe a few crab legs are going to be taking on the Washington football team. And the Saints are actually a road favorite here. we got the Saints minus two. Where are you going with this one, Lutz? Yeah, so uh,
0: Washington's an underdog at home. Two teams, very unpredictable. Uh, Washington's defense, I think, is going to wake up this week, man, at home. I really think oh, they're they need to. Um, two and two teams, you just don't know what you're going to get this week. This this is probably my toughest pick of the week in the East. Um, I think they are going against Jameis Winston. He's the turnover king. They got a <laughs> banged-up O-line. Um, they they had, Jameis hasn't seen a D-line like this yet. So you no. get some pressure on him. He's going to make mistakes. I think the football team will be eating a W this week. Ooh. Washington plus one and a half, 23 The
1: football team. I like, bro. I'm way more confident than before because now that Jay Ludd said it, it's happening, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, been it. written yeah in stone. it's a tough
0: one. That is the toughest pick of the week, I feel like, in the East. But uh, I, f- I feel confident. I think Washington, they, they got to get over 500 right now, especially the way the Cowboys are playing. I'm
2: curious if, like, the fact that the Washington football team, they're, they're, Literally their logo is a giant W. I wonder if when Jameis sees that he puts a little butter on his lips because he gets hungry because he's trying to eat.
1: Mm, mm, let me get some of that garlic <laughs> butter, boy. Some of that Kerry gold. Eating. Let's finish
2: w. this. <laughs> let's finish this up with the NFC East Clash. I told you guys 430, America's game of the week. Has the Giants playing with some confidence. Going into Jerry's world to play my Cowboys, who are playing with a ton of confidence. We got the Cowboys, I believe, is a touchdown favorite. Is that correct, Lutz?
0: Yeah, they're uh, minus seven. Okay. Where so going? minus seven this week. Um, Dak Prescott. seven my quarterback. Seven touchdowns, zero picks. Led the boys to 77 points in the last two weeks. Whew. They got a Whew. two-headed monster at running back now. They do. And I'm going to say it, and this is week five, I'm going to say it. I think the Cowboys have the most lethal offense in the NFL right now. Dude.
2: They're dangerous.
0: They're dangerous. Wow. I'm gonna say, that's over my bucks. And you know how lethal the Bucks offense can be. Sure do. They've shown it every week. Every week, man. Yeah. And you said it earlier in the show, Dak didn't even throw the ball that much. I mean, just look no. at the way they're running. They're running the ball. Yep. That proves to me that's 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 tough, man. That's tough to be, and they look really good at home. Um, they're heading into Week Five. I think. Uh, well, three out of the four Cowboy games have been decided by eight or fewer points. Okay. The Giants um has have been in every game. They've kept every game close. Mm-hmm. Very competitive. Like you guys said uh, Joe Judge has these boys ready to play. Um, I am taking the Giants plus seven, but I am taking okay. the boys 28-23.
2: Twenty eight twenty three. I like that pick, man. If my Cowboys are going to win this, it's going to be a tough one. So I think the push. We pushed the. We all pushed the points. Giants last week when we said we saw the Saints had the giant. Um, had plus seven of the Giants. We're all like, no, the Giants aren't going to lose by that much. So I I like rear headset on that one. I I can't wait any
0: longer. (laughs) I respect George's pick though. I think the Giants could. That could be a team that can come out. And could make an upset this week. Would you say, say that. that? I will say that, that.
1: Plus, that plus seven is a lock of the week. Would you say that would be?
0: No. If I had to compare it to other games, no. That it's a divisional game, man. They're they're just too good. I mean, Giants look better. You know, they're better, much improved. I, that's why I am taking the Giants plus seven. I'm just saying that that. No, could I'm saying be the plus upset. seven
1: though. The plus yeah. seven seems to be a lock.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's a lock. Yeah. I think it will be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a 28 Twenty eight, twenty three is where I got it. For sure.
2: So I can't wait. I can't wait for that game and I can't wait any longer. I'm trying to see the third edition of this undefeated upset parlay. Let's finish us up. Where are we going with the upset parlay this week?
0: So my two upset parlay picks of the week, Cleveland plus two and a half over the Los Angeles Chargers. I okay. think Cleveland is is due for a big win. They're playing well. Uh the Chargers are obviously playing well. It's um it's going to be a clash, man. I think it's going to be close, but I I will take Cleveland plus two and a half. I think they pull it out. My Dude, second, the Browns run the football. They run the football, and, I think and they keep, yeah, exactly. And I think they keep Herbert off the field uh, more than than other teams have. So I think um, you know two headed monster at running back. Their defense has played well enough. I, I I am taking Cleveland plus two and a half. My second pick, and I think everybody can maybe predict this one. I think this is a legitimate upset. Well, not not a legitimate upset, but um. I think they should actually be favored in this game. I'm taking Buffalo plus two and a half over Kansas City. Easy Sunday money. night football. Money, Sunday bro. night football. Easy exactly. Money. I think Josh Allen comes out slinging that O line. Kansas in City's pathetic. Did Mahomes throw for five touchdowns? Yes. But did that O line look good? No. <laughs> no. The guy Who do scrambling every Touchdowns
1: against, bro. Yeah. Exactly. So Buffalo
0: plus Buffalo. two and a half. So- Cleveland plus two and a half. Book it. I
1: like that. Build
2: brownies. Book it. That's 11 and 0 coming at you people. So if you got a little extra milk money, you know what? Don't worry about the 2%. Leave it on the shelf. Drink some sink water and put it on the upset parlay. luds. thank you as always for the fire content. George, thank you as always for being the best partner a young man could ask for. And that's no homo. And thank all of you for listening to the NFC East. (laughs)